Hey, what's up, and welcome back to Back Pocket Topics. I'm Cooper. And I'm Scott. And today, um, we have our NBA trade deadline review episode for you guys. Uh, yeah, we're just going to go through all the trades that happen. Um, we're going to start with the Kyrie Irving trade and work our way up chronologically. The major um, trades. Yeah, the major ones. We're obviously not going to include like um, the Heat sending uh, Dwayne Dedman to San Antonio for cash considerations quoting that from espn right here like i'm we're gonna skip, gloss over those ones but like obviously gonna get the major trades and even give our two cents on a couple of the smaller ones like bones highland and stuff like that and thomas bryant and whatnot but um yeah let's start off with the Kyrie irving to the dallas mavericks cooper do you want to get us started yeah so just to sum up this trade um the Mavs ended up getting Kyrie and also got Markeith Morris from the Nets. And the Nets received uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, a first and two seconds. Um, so right off the bat, I I like this move for the Mavericks. Um, I feel like throughout, I don't know, probably like the past two and a half seasons, everyone's been complaining about how Luka has no help. Mark Cuban and the Mavs won't get him another star to, you know, help him out. Um and then they finally went out and did it and got a superstar player like Kyrie, who, when he's on the court, when he's playing, when he's not making trouble, um, he's easily a top 15, probably higher talent in the league. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's definitely been questions about how Kyrie and Luka are going to work together offensively. But honestly, I, I don't think it's going to be that bad. Um, I think throughout the season thus far before they acquired Kyrie and it was just Luca. It was just kind of like four other guys running around and then Luca doing all this stuff. So now it'll just be three other guys running around and then Kyrie and Luca doing stuff on offense. Um, the only issue I have with this trade is that Maverick starting five defensively is going to be pretty bad. Yeah. Trading with your best defender, arguably in Dorian Finney-Smith and just replacing it with Kyrie. And I don't know, like you get Markeith Morris, but Markeith Morris isn't really anything um, to that's going to help you. And I don't know. I, I'm just interested to see how like Kyrie and Luca gel because um, obviously both very ball dominant guards, but Kyrie Irving has proven that he's been able to play with some other great players like LeBron um, and like Kevin Durant and James Harden, whether or not that was super successful. I don't know, but like they did make it to the comp to the Eastern comp no Eastern Conference semis. Semis, yeah. Yeah, the semis and they almost beat that Bucks team that ended up winning the championship. So they definitely have had some success and Kyrie Irving has had a lot of experience playing with um ball dominant players in the past, but Luca's a different level of ball dominant and it's gonna be interested interesting to see how Luca adjusts. But I think that they'll I think they'll probably be fine. At the end of the day, you're just getting more talent into it. It, it might they're definitely they, they definitely got better offensively, but just that defensive side of the ball, dude, that was where they really needed to make a move and try to get help, I feel like. To maybe yeah. like Mikhail Bridges ended up getting traded. If Mikhail Bridges can't went to the um Mavericks, that'd be perfect, I feel like, because you add defense and you add like a seventeen point per game scorer and like a great shooter that can just help um Luca out while also allowing Luca to keep being ball dominant, but I don't know. I still think that the Mavericks got a little bit better, but it's it's definitely I don't think it pushes them over the edge and makes them like some favorite to be a contender, but like they're definitely probably in the top 
they're they're in the mix. They're probably a top four team in the West. And I don't know. As for the Nets, I I like they only got one first round pick turning down bigger offers from the Lakers and I think the Suns for Kyrie. But um which is kind of funny if you think about it. But it's the ultimate middle finger to Kyrie because those are the I'm pretty sure those were his two teams that he wanted to go to, Phoenix and LA. Yeah, exactly. They're just like they'll be like, fuck you, Kyrie. <laughs> um and yeah, they got a they got 2029 first, which is very far in the future too. So it's not like it's going to be anything big. It's a low value first round pick. But right. I don't know, it's just a rental for Kyrie. Kyrie's contract was expiring anyways, and I, I don't know. They're just moving in a different direction and honestly, they still ha- like getting Spencer Dinwiddie, bringing him back and getting Dorian Finney-Smith. Not a ba- not a bad return, but I don't know. I think they Yeah, not a bad return. Kyrie wanted out. You got some decent guys to replace him, so yeah, I think this Nets team is going to be interesting to watch throughout the rest of the season because now they're pretty, they're pretty deep now. They have just like a bunch of, um, bunch of role players, uh, guys that some guys that can score. Dinwiddie, I mean, Cam Thomas just went on his insanity run um, of three straight forty-plus point games. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, should we move on to that three-team deal? Uh, yeah, sure. Starting, it's the. Lakers, so just I'm just going to outline the trade real, real yeah. quick. The Lakers get D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt. The Timberwolves get Mike Conley, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, and three second-round picks. And the Jazz get Russell Westbrook, though he's probably not going to end up staying there. Um, Juan Toscano-Anderson and Damian Jones, and a first-round pick. So I'm going to start off th- with this from the Lakers side of things. Um, great move for the yes. Lakers. like. Yes. D'Angelo Russell, bringing him back to L.A., I think he fits perfectly with what they want to do there. He's a great shooter. He is a very good playmaker, and he's still he's not even that old. Like It feels like he's been in the league for a while because like, I think he was drafted in 2015, but he's only 26 years old. Like, And, yeah, he just fits that timeline really well. Getting another good shooter, Malik Beasley. And then Jared Vanderbilt's one of the most underrated players in basketball right now. He's an incredible defender and a great hustle player. And in the past... Like the Lakers, the thing the Lakers have been lacking, it feels like it's just someone who's willing to do the dirty work and hustle. And now that they don't have Patrick Beverly, which we'll get to later, um, Jared Vanderbilt is someone who who will do that while also actually being good at defense. So, yeah. Um, and then as for the Timberwolves, I don't know. There's, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on the Timberwolves yeah. or the Jazz? I, I mean, not really. I mean, the Jazz keep doing what they've been doing, just. Whenever they have a player that starts to play well, just chip them off, I guess, except for uh, Lori Markman. Um, at first, when I saw this from the Timberwolves' point of view, um, I was a little confused as to what they were trying to do here. But uh, that was before I saw the three second-round picks. Second-round picks were just flying around like they were like worth nothing today. It was wild. I was blown away by some of that stuff. I don't know. I'd almost argue that they were being thrown around as if they are worth something. Like I feel like some pe- some teams are making trades with first second round picks, and like and at the end of the day, second round picks I feel like they aren't super valuable. Like, yeah. yeah, they're helpful as like just little like sprinkles on top of other trades if you're going to try to flip them for something in the future. But like, sure, I feel like the actual picks themselves, like how often do you get a second round pick actually do something? No, that's Jor- fair. Jordan Poole, Draymond Green, Nikola Jokic, like yeah, three good players. I Io, yeah, fair enough. But, like, I don't know. Chances are they're not even going to make the final roster, so. Yeah, that's fair. Um, 
But just in terms of this trade specifically, I mean, it's pretty easy to see uh, that the Lakers won it, I would say. Oh, 100%. Um, and one thing, you're talking about Jared Vanderbilt a little bit. Uh, one thing that you didn't mention, I think that uh, the Lakers could start doing is maybe when AD's off the floor, you could run like a small ball lineup and have Vanderbilt be your small ball five, put LeBron at the four or Hachimura at the four. Um, and that would be a pretty good lineup. I think the Lakers are making, I don't want to say that they're like premium contenders because they're, they're not, but they're making all the right moves right now. And they're really solidifying that bench, which is something that they clearly needed to do. Yeah. 100%. Um, yeah. So moving on to the next trade, um, we can probably talk about the Raptors landing Jakob Pertl, Um, just real briefly. Um, I don't know. Jakob Pertl is a great player, and the Spurs are just getting rid of him. They're continuing their little rebuild thing that they're doing. They're I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, I don't know. Trying to get Victor, at least. I don't know. I guess. But, yeah, they got a 2024 first-round pick and two seconds, plus Ken Birch for Jakob Pertl, uh, and they gave up Jakob Pertl. Um I don't know. Jakob Pertl's a very good uh, interior defender, and I guess the Raptors wanting to add that to their team. I don't know. Do you have anything to add there? Um, It was a bigger haul than I would have expected. Um, That's a solid return for Pertl. Yeah, for Uh, sure. As for the Raptors' like current direction, I I don't I don't know. Let's see. I mean, they're what low like six, seven, eight, nine, ten range. They're not contenders, so... Yeah, so, I mean, at least they're trying to uh, make their team better, which is something a team in Chicago should have tried to do. Um, But, yeah. uh, Yeah, I feel like we don't really have to cover that much. Yeah, um, we can can move on to a trade that we do have to cover, though. Yeah, this was... This was crazy. It's the Suns acquiring Kevin Durant in a blockbuster trade at 1 in the morning. Yeah, when I woke up and turned on my phone and the notifications came popping in, I was like, oh my god. Um, So, I mean, the final trade details, the Suns ended up getting KD and TJ Warren. The Nets got Mikael Bridges, Cameron Johnson, Jay Crowder, four firsts, and a 2028 pick swap. That's a that's a big haul. It's a big haul. Yeah, I I honestly think it's a win for both teams if we're being honest. No, I would agree. I would agree with that. Like, well, like you kind of have to blow it up once you trade Kyrie. Like Kevin Durant's not going to want to be there with Ben Simmons as his second best player. <laughs> um, and like four first round picks, Macau Bridges too, plus Cameron Johnson's not a bad player. They don't have Jay Crowder no. anymore, but like, yeah. um. Macau Bridges and Cameron Johnson, four first round picks. Like, a lot. That's nuts. Um, and then, do you want to talk about how Durant might fit with Phoenix? Or Sure. I mean, if you look at that starting lineup, uh, what they're projecting, at least, it's looking like it's going to be uh, CP3 or CP0 uh, at the one. Diva at the maybe. two. Um, and then maybe like Tory Craig at the three, I think I saw. KD at the four, Aiton at the five. Um, that's a pretty freaking good lineup right there. Uh, KD has proven that he can play alongside another high-level scorer. I mean, obviously, he did it with Steph Curry. He did it with Kyrie, um, James Harden, if you want to throw Clay Thompson in there, I guess. I mean, he's not on Devin Booker's level, but 
I mean, you get what I'm trying to say. Um, When I first looked at uh, this trade's details, I was fully expecting Aiden to be gone for sure. Or maybe CP3, something like that. The fact that they were able to keep their big three and add KD is really, really impressive. And I think that Chris Paul is, like, now Chris Paul um, is even more so going to get to enjoy the role that he's been enjoying the past few seasons. Um, he can get his buckets when he has to, but I mean, really, Chris Paul is just going to be a facilitator out there, which is what he does best. Um, yeah, so I agree. Like, I think that um, both Kevin Durant and Devin Booker feel like players that will be able to play off each other pretty well because they're both efficient, like shooters and scorers. And I don't know. And I think that their their defense definitely got got worse with losing Macau Bridges and Cam Johnson, who are both very capable defenders. But Kevin Durant's not a slouch on defense, and you still have Aiton, who's going to be decent. And like I don't know. I think that they they definitely got better, and they're definitely. I don't know if they're favorites. We go. I want to see them actually like play together before I say that they're favorites. But I'd say they're two. Yeah. Would you put the Nuggets over them? Yeah, I'd still get. I still get the Nuggets. Yeah, and Nuggets are playing really well. Just the problem with the Nuggets is they suck when Jokic is off the floor. But like, True. I don't know. They they just added Thomas Bryant, so maybe that'll be a little bit better. Thomas yes. Bryant, the the Jokic replacement. You know how it is. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to say something real quick about Durant. Um, sure. about finding out the Durant news. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I didn't actually s- check it on Twitter when I f- found out. I noticed. I was. I woke up and I was just watching TikTok after I got out of my shower and I was just like getting my clothes on or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just see a TikTok come come up about some dude freaking out because he saw Kevin Durant because he because he saw Kevin Durant get traded at one a.m. randomly. And I was like, wait, what? And I just go onto Twitter and I just am flooded all with, saw, a, yeah. with so much stuff. And I was just like, <laughs> like the. I did not expect to figure this out from TikTok, but I don't know. Um, I will say real quick, I really admire the Suns organization um, for this move. And not just because, like, obviously you're going out and getting a top, I mean, consensus top three player in basketball, I would say. Top five, sure, whatever. Um, The fact that the Suns last year were the number one seed in the West um, two, two years ago, I don't know. In the past three years, they've had multiple 60-win seasons. They've been the number one seed. They've been to the finals. And they're still willing to go out there and make moves to get better. They know, like, okay, what we're doing right now isn't going to cut it. We're going to go out and make a move, make a splash. Um, And especially, I'm pretty sure, like, it was literally yesterday or two days ago, they brought in their new owner. Um, And I saw somewhere that the whole time that the new owner was on the plane to Phoenix, he was making calls with Brooklyn the whole time. And I guess, I mean, that, that ended up paying off, obviously. Great first move. Um, but yeah, um, I agree with everything you said there. And let's move on to Thomas uh, just, Bryant. Yeah, Thomas Bryant to the Nuggets. Origi- like, originally speaking, this trade was kind of a head-scratcher for me from the Lakers side of things, because like, three second-rounders for Thomas Bryant, when like, oh, you need a... like Who's going to be your big when AD goes down? Which like... Vanderbilt, he's, I guess. He's not proven to be reliable. But then they ended up trading for Mo Bamba after yeah. that. And then it made sense, because Mo Bamba is... I don't... I think he's probably a little bit worse than Thomas Bryant, but like... Really? I don't know. I like Thomas Bryant. I think that he, mm. like, 
maybe I'm being because I don't watch a ton of basketball. I do watch some, but like wh- when I was watching the Lakers a couple, like I think it was a week and a half ago or something, they said that Thomas Bryant was like averaging like 17 points, like super efficiently with like um, a, like 11 rebounds or something over the last like five games or something. Like, let me just sure. clear. Um, I would just say. Speaking to Mo Bamba, well, we'll talk about it a little bit later. But he play, I think he definitely plays better defense than Thomas Bryant. Yeah, I could get behind that. Like he's he's longer. Like sure. Yeah, he's definitely, and he also, um, yeah, and he also stretches the floor a little bit too. Like he's shooting yeah. thirty, they're forty percent from three basically. And yeah. so Branson, just to sum sum up this trade real quick, it was did you did you sum it up? No, I don't think so. Yeah, so it was Thomas Bryant to the Nuggets. The Lakers get. Uh, guard Davin Reed, who I've never heard of, and then three seconds. So, uh, yeah. So originally a head scratcher, but I understand the the thought process behind it. And apparently, I'm just hearing that Thomas Bryant was also a little bit unhappy, um, with his role with AD back. But that okay. could just be like that's just what some some of my friends were telling. There's always were telling there's always him, stuff but... going on with the Lakers. I feel like always, always. They just like being in the spotlight, I feel like. so. Well, they always are in the spotlight. Yep. Um, but yeah, From I the sp- Nuggets' point of view. Yeah, uh, yeah sorry. I, I like this a lot. Um, at the beginning of the season, and even up till now, DeAndre Jordan was getting minutes. Get that guy off the floor, man. Like, just retire. Not yeah. even retire, but just be like a, be a Jared Dudley. Sit on the bench. Give some uh, wisdom to the younger guys. Maybe... No. Be Dwight Howard and go to Taiwan <laughs> and dominate over there. Sure. No, even Dwight Howard looks better than this. That's true. That's true. So I like it. I like it for the Nuggets. Yeah, it definitely gives them gives them a little bit of a safety when um, Jokic has to come off the floor. So yeah. there's that. But yeah, moving on to the Trailblazers landing Matisse Thibel. Um, so the Trailblazers ended up getting Matisse Thibel. The 76ers got Jalen McDaniels and two second-round picks. And the Hornets got Svi Mikhailik and two second-round picks. And, yeah, um, do you have anything to say about this one? Um, I can say that I, I've always liked Matisse Thibel a lot. Um, I like what he brings on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and he just plays with a high motor that a lot of guys in the league don't do sometimes like I don't know I feel like sometimes I'll be watching an NBA game and I'll just see someone just like kind of going through the motions on defense um but it always seems to me like Matisse Thibel when he got the opportunity to play in Philadelphia he was always out there hustling um but I will say he has kind of struggled offensively which is part of the reason why he doesn't play as much um so I'm happy for him that he gets a fresh start in Portland maybe get some minutes yeah, definitely not the best offensive player, but a great defensive player to play off Damon and Fernie Simons and yeah. um, just that that whole unit. Um, but yeah, um, there's not much else to say there, but let's move on to the Pacers, Bucks, and Nets striking a three-team trade. The Nets getting two second-round picks continuing to just load up in that department. The yeah. Pacers get George Hill, Sergi Baca, Jordan Nuora, and three second-round picks, and the Milwaukee Bucks get the player who has not played this year, but could be could be good for them. I feel like Jay Crowder. Yeah, I don't know. I felt like I, this move from the Bucks standpoint 
didn't make a ton of sense to me right off the bat. Um, Cause obviously they gave up Jordan Nora and then Serge George Hill. Uh, I don't know. It seems I, like I, a lot to give up just for Jay Crowder, who, who hasn't, who hasn't, who hasn't played, played in a year. And like, when he does play, like he's all right, but not that good. I I kind of I would I feel like I could see the trade more, and I could kind of honestly like it a little bit if Jake Crowder had been playing and if he was yeah. like doing what he's been doing. But just the fact that he's just not played this year at all, and like or anything like that, and to give up George Hill, who let me just real quickly, um, who's playing twenty minutes for you, and Sergi Baca. And like Jordan War is playing around similar, I'm pretty sure. And then Ibaka as your big man is playing Serge so. didn't really play that much. They were gonna they yeah. were thinking about buying him out too, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so I guess you're not losing too much there, but I don't know. It just feels like it's a little bit of an interesting trade. And you're also throwing um giving up some picks, I believe. So I think they were like I I don't want to say they were all five, but they might have been all five seconds. I don't know. No, they wouldn't, because then the Pacers wouldn't be giving up anything. Oh, yeah, you're right. Probably three, then. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, it's just a little bit of a head-scratcher. I like yeah. it from Brooklyn's perspective, because you don't really need Jay, Jay Crowder with the roster that you have, because you've right. got now Cameron Johnson, you've got McCall, you've got Ben Simmons, you've got Joe, um, Harris. Joe Harris, Utah. Um, yeah. Just You don't really need Jay Crowder, so just shape him out, get more um, draft capital, perfect. Um. Pacey's perspective, I don't really mind it. I don't know. Just a couple of role, couple of role players, just yeah. whatever. What are Not, they, a play-in team, Pacers? Something like that. Yeah. I don't know. But, um, yeah, not to too much Jake else Adder, to talk. I'm yeah, sorry. to give him his credit real quick, I mean, I, he'll probably just be, like, you know, that veteran, like, defensive anchor. Not anchor, but, like, the grizzled defensive veteran that'll be on the floor from time to time. Like, I don't – he'll be more of, like, a – a locker room presence if, than anything, I feel like. Yeah, and um, now just really quickly talking about the Clippers acquiring Bones Highland from the this Nuggets. Made, this made zero sense to me. I, unless I'm missing something, I, this made zero sense to me. So Bones Highland, like, I just don't understand why the Nuggets stopped playing him. Like, I get trading him now because he hasn't played in, like, the past five games for them, but – why he's been when he's been playing he's been averaging 12 points per game on night on only 19 minutes he's an ex, he's a really fun guard off the bench that like i just would love to see him in there i think he provides a little bit of dynamite that the nuggets have been um really appreciating and then they just stopped playing him but i don't know the nuggets are still one of the best teams in basketball so i guess they know what they're doing but it just feels like giving up those assets for um Two seconds. Two seconds. I don't really know. Maybe you're just trying to get your seconds back after getting Thomas Bryant. Maybe you just view Thomas Bryant as more valuable than Bones Highland, but I don't even know if that's true because you have Jokic playing like 90% of the game, so you don't really need Thomas Bryant too much. But like, I don't know. As far as the Clippers' point of view, though, I like it. Bones Highland, I feel like, fits with their like whole vibe and definitely should gel well with the rest of their team, especially um, – Getting when they since they got rid of John Wall and Luke Kennard, Luke Kennard, who yeah, so they they have a they must have just had that like already in the works. So then they decided to get Bones Highland to um replace them, which can't fault them for that, but yeah, 
Yeah. There's got to be something that we're not seeing with that Nuggets organization. Like there must be some disagreement, some tension, something, some reason why he wasn't playing. He's only 22 years old. I feel like it's pretty quick to give up on a guy like that. He's averaging 12 points a game. Yeah, and only 19 plays. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure he doesn't play that good of defense, but like, I don't know. Good for the Clippers. I respect it. Yeah, but now let's move on to another three-team trade. It feels like there's been a lot of three-team trades this mm-hmm. uh, this trade deadline. But um, the Atlanta Hawks got Sadiq Bay. The Detroit Pistons got James Wiseman. And the Golden State Warriors got Kevin Knox and five second-round picks. So I initially got really excited about this trade because I didn't realize that Sadiq Bay was um, going to the Hawks. I thought he was going to the Warriors. And... Me, I'm a huge Sadiq Bay guy. So like I'm a That's really random. big like I'm a really big draft guy, right? And sure. like especially like NFL draft. But like I scouted one NBA draft. And in that one NBA draft, my draft crush was Sadiq Bay. Oh, you've talked I about this. Loved Sadiq Bay so much. <laughs> and like I was and he was playing pretty well, I feel like, in the NBA too. It wasn't just like a college thing. He had that one forty point game. Yeah, and like I don't know, I I, I like Sadiq Bay, and I was just excited to see how he mix in with the Warriors, and I think that his skills that would have worked really well there because he's a three and D guy who is would be perfect for them. Sure. Um, but then they ended up you ended up going to the Hawks, so a little less exciting. But I don't know, they can, they can definitely use him. Yeah. Uh, the Pistons, who knows? Maybe they'll get something out of James Wiseman, but probably not. Worth um, taking a shot, though. Def- definitely that, worth sure. taking a shot. Yeah, like, with the situation that they're in, for sure. He definitely has a higher upside than Sadiq Bay, but Sadiq Bay was definitely is better, definitely a better player right now. And mm-hmm. Kevin Knox, I forgot he was in the league. So I don't even think he did. He play for the Hawks? I don't think so. I didn't know he was still alive. Um, Fortnite suit guy. Yeah, exactly. That's my <laughs> that picture is what I think of every single time I see him. Um. But, yeah, you got anything to add there you want to move on? Uh, yeah, worth noting that those five seconds that the Warriors got is are the five seconds that they would later flip for um, Gary Payton's second, which we can talk about if you want. Yeah, we um, let's in, talk in about that. Let's just talk about that right now while we're yeah. talking about it. Okay. Um, I like Gary Payton the second. He played very well for them, was a very good defender, was an energetic guy off the bench. Right. Love to get him back in the building. Sure. The one, no, two things. Right off the bat, I mean, yeah, he's a good player that you want to have on your team. I'm not really sure if more guards is what the Warriors really needed. Um, But, yeah, I mean, good guy to have on your team, plays good defense, tries, stuff like that. Um, It was definitely like a trade deadline full of, like, hypotheticals for the Warriors because, I mean, first off, they could have just re-signed... Gary Payton in the offseason. But the reason they couldn't is because they had no money because they were paying James Wiseman a lot of money because he was the second overall pick. And then they ended up trading Wiseman to get picks to go out and get Payton back. It was a little weird. I just thought that was funny. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Good job. Yeah. Good. That was, that's very interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's move on to the... We already talked about the Lakers side of this trade, but just... Patrick Beverly, the, the I feel I, bad. I, I feel bad for him. I feel bad, but I think it's so funny <laughs> with him, like with just his reactions over Twitter, dude. I don't know if you've seen it. You probably have, 
but Patrick Beverly just like tweeted out here. Let me, he, he basically stuff. Yeah. Like, well, the woe stuff. And also, um, um, and uh, yeah, so he basically just is not a, like, he, he tweets the gang is back with a picture of him and D'Lo. And then literally like a couple hours later, he get, ends up getting traded. Yeah. And what I saw is he was talking about like his, I don't know his direct quote, but he was like, damn, Woj, Woj must've been in the gym this off season or something. He's out working Shams or Shams. And then Shams is the one that broke the tweet that he was getting traded to the magic. And I thought that was funny. Yeah, um, I see Woj been in the gym. He giving yeah. Shams he giving Shams trouble this year. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, I think he also did something similar with the T Wolves when Cat got extended. He was like, "Oh, that's love" or something, and then like three days later, he got traded. Um, yeah, I mean, good move for the Lakers. Obviously, we talked about that a little bit, but Magic, I don't really get why you're trading away a guy like Mobamba for. Definitely, especially straight, straight up. up. Like it's weird. I don't know. Kind of yeah. stupid trade in my opinion. I have to agree. Um, yeah. At the end of the day, not the magic side of things. It's not going to impact the grand scheme of the NBA too much. No. But yeah, let's move on to. Um, I believe the, probably the last trade we're going to talk about. Um, the Clippers getting Eric Gordon and three second round picks. I like uh, this move a lot. Yeah. Um, and then the Grizzlies getting Luke Kennard, which is all, I also like that for them. And then yeah. the Rockets getting Danny Green, whatever. And also John Wall, correct? That's what I saw. Uh, this this ESPN article says no, but I'm pretty sure it's a yes. Yeah, um, which is just funny. I'll let you talk about why it's funny because... Dude, <laughs> when I saw this, I was like, oh my God. If I'm John Wall, I am livid, like... Unbelievable, unbelievably pissed off about this. Like, I, I don't know how long ago it was. It was a couple of weeks ago where John Wall goes on some podcast. I don't remember whose podcast it was. Uh, my apologies to whoever that is. Um, and he's just trashing the Rockets as an organization, just going in on them. Like, it's horrible, blah, blah, blah. I had to go out there and start with no names, like all this stuff. Like, they treated the players terribly. They let the players do whatever they want. There's no discipline, nothing. And then the Clippers, like, three weeks later, like, yeah, I'm sorry, John. No, you're, you're going back, man. I, that sucks. I, I feel like – I guess I haven't been paying attention to enough Clippers basketball this year because everyone hyped up this move in the offseason, but clearly John Wall's play wasn't cutting it if they're moving him so easily. Uh, yeah. Um, he quote he qu- was quoted as calling the la- – the- Rockets beyond trash. So whenever you're quoted t- talking about that, about your own team, or in that case, it was his former team, but now it's his own, no, team. It's own team. It's not the best, not the best sign for the future. No, definitely not. Um, it would, would that be the first time one player has been bought out by the same team twice? Probably. Like That's I can't, crazy. I can't think of another time at least. Um, for the Clippers, I oh, guess it's yeah. kind of funny that uh, Spencer Dinwiddie's back on the Nets after that trade. But yeah, like, that is funny. I don't know if it's not the same situation. So no. But yeah, go on. 
Yeah, for the Clippers, I like this move. Eric Gordon, um, well-renowned three-point shooter, 3-and-D guy. Um, uh, Grizzlies, Luke Kennard. Hopefully Luke Kennard takes some minutes away from Dylan Brooks. I hate that guy. He's probably the most annoying player in the NBA right now. I don't think it's going to get into his minutes simply because Dylan Brooks is so good at defense while being so dude, weird on offense. so dude. annoying. He thinks he's Kobe, but he is not. Yeah, and he's Clay Thompson Owen to him. Yeah, he's such a good defender. He looks so weird, and he's good. He's a terrible he's a offensive punk. player. Yeah. He, he's Grizzlies team is just nobody likes them anymore. I like I like watching them, but I don't. Sure, but like, I, I like I like Jaren Jackson. The stuff that's been going on with Jaw. I like Jaren Jackson and Jaw's fun to watch, so I'll enjoy the yeah. Grizzlies. But yeah, they're they're a bit of an interesting team. Um, yeah, shout but, out my boy Danny Green, can left out to left out to die out there in Houston. Stuff man, very very tough. Um, but yeah, you got anything else to add before we close this out? No. Uh, do you want to do a team that won the trade deadline? Uh, sure. Um, I think that obviously the teams that won it were the the main teams that won it were the the teams that got the big blockbuster players in the Suns and the Mavericks. But um, I'd also say that the Lakers won it because they kind okay. of went from a team that was is no longer like like the Lakers were like obviously getting a lot of media attention and like maybe being hyped up as like oh a sneaky contender but now with shout out, shout out lebron yeah but with with now lebron with ad getting healthy i believe um but who knows how long that's gonna last um and d'angelo russell and then getting mo bamba in there and just more depth all around they actually could make some noise in the west um, solid roster yeah they're they are probably like the fifth ish team in the west now probably um, with Malik Monk and um Jared Vanderbilt and D'Angelo Russell getting in there, plus Mo Bamba. And... I think Malik Monk's on the Kings now. Not Malik Monk, Malik Beasley. My bad. Yeah, yeah. my bad. Thanks. Um, but yeah. Uh, what about you? Who's who do you think? Won? Um, yeah, I was going to talk about the Lakers. Um, I don't know. I honestly think the Nets, given the situation that they were in, I think they made the most of it. Um. It sucks that that trio that they assembled was never able to really get on the floor together um, and really contend. But I think that uh, given the situation where their superstars wanted out, they were able to get solid hauls back in return. Um, one thing I wished I would have saw was the Pelicans getting out there and making a move to further contend. Um, they went and got Josh Richardson from the Spurs, who's solid. But other than that, they didn't really do much. And the Bulls, obviously. Bulls are, uh, Bulls are out of the playoffs right now. They're cooked, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I think that pretty much wraps us up, right? Uh, I believe so. All right. Um, thank you guys for watching this episode of Back Pocket Topics. Um, make sure you subscribe, follow, give it a like. Yeah, and keep your eye out for upcoming videos. We're going to post a Super Bowl preview um, probably not too long after we post this one. So Indeed. keep your eyes yep. keep your eyes out. All right. Later, guys. All right. See ya.